0: Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician Dr. Robert Jackson, with his wife Carlotta and daughter Hannah Miller. So listen up, because the doctor is in. Welcome to More Than Medicine, I'm your host Dr. Robert Jackson bringing to you biblical insights and stories from the country doctor's rusty, dusty scrapbook. Well, just this week, I had a patient in my office who had COVID for the third time. Bless her little pea-picking heart. And she was sharing with me information that she had gleaned from an unnamed mainstream media source. And she was telling me that she was convinced that hydroxychloroquine, and ivermectin would not be effective in treating her COVID. Well, I inquired about her source of information. She told me that it was a mainstream media source. And then I very politely shared with her several alternative media sources that cited ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine as very effective treatments for COVID. And then I began to share with her many cases where I had treated patients very effectively with the anti-inflammatory vitamin regimen plus ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Well, she was quite surprised and wanted to know where I got my information from. Well, I cited some of the medical uh, sources and medical sites that I used and some of the alternative media sites that I used. And then she agreed to try the hydroxychloroquine plus the anti-inflammatory vitamin regimen to treat her third bout of COVID. So that prompted me to bring to you this week a sampling of things that you would never know that had happened just this last week unless you were utilizing some type of alternative media, things that you would never know if you were listening to the mainstream media. For example, who knows who Dr. Peter McCullough is? Well, let me help you out a little bit. Dr. Peter McCullough is one of the most respected doctors in the world. He is a top cardiologist and an epidemiologist, one of the top in the United States and in the world. Uh, he has published probably hundreds of articles on cardiology and epidemiology. Um, and he is the, uh, let's see, he's the editor of uh, the editor-in-chief of Cardiorenal Medicine and reviews in Cardiovascular medicine. He is internationally known, And he is a cardiologist. He is board certified in internal medicine, cardiology, lipidology. He's the vice chief of internal medicine at Baylor University Medical Center and a professor at University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. Now, what makes all of this very interesting is that just this week, he had his license revoked for speaking the truth about the COVID vaccine and the COVID pandemic. Dr. McCullough, as I said, is an internist, and he testified to the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs in November of 2020. Uh, and he testified about the dangers of the COVID vaccine. He is an advocate for early COVID-19 treatment that includes hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and the anti-inflammatory vitamin regimen that I use routinely in my medical practice. He has been correct about everything that he has spoken about throughout the pandemic. He was one of the first doctors to sound the alarm on the COVID-19 vaccine, its dangers, and its adverse side effects. He explained in his testimony to the Senate committee how they all make the dangerous Wuhan spike protein. It's alarming right now. We have had over 4,400 deaths and 14,000 hospitalizations. That was back in 2020. It's a, a huge number more than that now. That is probably only the tip of the iceberg, Dr. McCullough said in an interview uh, way back in 2020. He uh, sounded the alarm about pregnant women and women of childbearing years and children or healthy people under 50 stating that they should not get the COVID jab. Dr. McCullough explained how all COVID-19 vaccines produce that dangerous Wuhan spike protein and what that does to a person's body. He added that the COVID-19 vaccines have become a social menace and explained how it has been socially weaponized. According to Dr. McCullough, the COVID-19 pandemic was premeditated by public health officials working in tandem with medical elites. And the evidence for this has been made clear well before the first reports of a COVID outbreak in late 2019. And he stated all of that in an interview that was internationally uh, seen with Joe Rogan. In order to promote mass adoption of the experimental vaccine, Dr. McCullough said that health officials purposely suppress treatments and refrained from compiling a treatment protocol to combat the virus in hopes that people would be so afraid that they would just take the jab. McCullough is also an epidemiologist, and he's not just spouting off wild, baseless claims. He explained his reasoning behind his shocking conclusions by walking the public through the Bradford Hill tenets of causality, now you, my listening audience, probably don't really understand what that is, but it's a uh, basic tenet of causality that's used by epidemiology, uh, epidemiologists, and it's considered to be uh, a standard when evaluating the cause and effect in an epidemic. It's regularly used in public health research, and it's used as a to define a group of nine principles that can be useful in establish epidemiologic evidence of a causal relationship between a presumed cause and an observed effect. And it's called the Bradford Hill Tenets of Causality. And this is his area of expertise. He understands these things and he connects the dots very well, and just this last weekend, this eminent cardiologist, this world famous cardiologist, this editor of the Cardio Renal Medicine and the Reviews in Cardiovascular Medicine, has had his credentials stripped by the medical boards, and he. He wrote a note, a public note, and said this, I was terminated as the editor-in-chief of Cardiorenal Medicine and reviews in cardiovascular medicine after years of service and rising impact factors. There was no phone call, no board meeting, no due process, just a few emails and certified letters. His statement concluded with this, Powerful, dark forces are working in academic medicine to expunge any resistance to the vaccine. Dear listeners, I am telling you that none of this is going to stop until every dissenting voice is eliminated from the marketplace of ideas and until there is a needle in every arm folks like you and me must stand up and protest we have to come to the defense of physicians like dr peter mccullough now what else is out there that happened just this last week that you would never know unless you were listening to the alternative media well the next thing that i'm going to bring to your attention is an organization called the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons, an organization that was formed as a counterpoint to the American Medical Association, which has become increasingly liberal and progressive over the years. And many physicians refuse to be a part of the AMA. I'm one of those physicians and many physicians have moved toward the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons, which is a very conservative organization of medical doctors and surgeons. This organization was formed in 1942, and just this week, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, their educational foundation, filed a lawsuit in the federal Southern District of Texas against three medical special specialty boards for their threatened retaliation against physicians who speak out on matters of public concern. Now, what they're really talking about is physicians who speak out against the federal government and against their mandate for the vaccine and masking. The the AAPS stands up for First Amendment rights of physicians who, like all American citizens, should be able to speak publicly without risk of retaliation. For example, Dr. Peter McCullough, and there are others just like him who have also been stripped of their credentials and their medical license in states like California and Oregon. And next week, I'm going to bring you more information about some of these physicians. Our freedoms depend on the ability of physicians and all Americans to speak out on important issues of our day. Now, this comes from Andrew, Andrew Shafley, who filed this lawsuit on behalf of the AAPS. Entities holding monopolies over board certification should not be retaliating against good physicians. This new lawsuit asserts that defendants, meaning the medical boards, wrongly misuse their authority in a politically partisan manner to chill speech critical of positions taken by Dr. Anthony Fauci, the lockdowns, And mask mandates, COVID vaccines, and even abortion. This complaint seeks injunctive and declaratory relief against several specialty board defendants that hold monopolies over board certification and against the federal government for its newly created Disinformation Governance Board. Now, although Only official state medical boards have the proper authority to regulate the practice of medicine. Certifications by the board defendants constitute a de facto essential credential for practicing in most hospitals or participating in most networks. And that's very, very true. For example, I have a close personal friend. His specialty board wrote him a letter and told him that if he did not comply with the federal vaccine mandate, that they would not recertify him in his specialty and that he would not be able to practice in his specialty anywhere in the United States. Now, what does that have to do with his certification or his credentials or his expertise in his field if he has a contrary point of view regarding the vaccine. What would that have anything to do with me and my expertise in my field of family medicine? If I had a contrary view with the federal government regarding the vaccine, do, am I not allowed to have my own political view? or a contrary view, what happened to my First Amendment right? What happened to my medical friend's First Amendment right? What happened to Dr. McCullough's First Amendment right? And what right does a medical board that's only supposed to certify someone's expertise in their field, what right do they have to take away someone's credentials because they have a different view on the acceptability of giving a vaccine. There are lots of doctors who don't agree with even the childhood vaccines that are given to children. There are doctors that don't agree with the flu shots and the pneumonia vaccines. And why should a board be allowed to decredential someone over an issue like that? By threatening to revoke board certification of physicians, the board defendants improperly chill speech by physicians without the political accountability of official state medical boards. So, criticizing Dr. Anthony Fauci should not be a basis for retaliating against a physician for speaking his mind. The lawsuit points out that many Republican senators properly rebuke Dr. Fauci for his statement that I represent science and that those who criticize him are really criticizing science. Well, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons Educational Foundation is a national organization that co-sponsors conferences and funds scholarships for attendance by medical students and residents. And like I said, they've been around since 1942. And I'll bet you that you didn't know anything about that from the mainstream media. Well, let me tell you about another thing that you wouldn't know if you weren't listening to the alternative media. Just a week or so ago, a book was published entitled Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 published by a man named ed dowd mr dowd is an insurance analyst he's a statistician statistician and what he does is he looks at all the insurance um company uh information that comes out uh every year and he analyzes their uh data their uh, what's the word i'm looking for their um oh it eludes me right now it'll come back to me in a minute but he uh their actuarial data. That's the word I was looking for. He analyzes their statistical and actuarial data. And he, in in short, I'm going to give you just a, a brief synopsis of this book, what he calls three smoking guns. Number one is what he calls the millennial excess deaths in 2021. Um, between March of 21 and February of 22, there were 61 Thousand millennial deaths excessively above the prior five-year base trend line now pay attention to that that means there were more millennial deaths in 2021 than american soldiers who were killed in the entire 10 years of the vietnam war does anybody in the mainstream media talk about that Are they even aware that 61,000 millennials died in 2021, over and above the previous five-year baseline trend? That's an amazing statistic. That's the smoking gun, the millennial excess deaths, and nobody in the mainstream media is talking about it. This means that millennials started dying in large numbers at the same time when the vaccines and their boosters were being rolled out. The vaccines clearly had a role as many previously hesitant folks were forced into compliance. Now, the naysayers claimed that the excess deaths were due to drug overdoses, suicides, and missed medical treatments. The author of the book fact-checked the fact-checkers and realized that it was statistically impossible that in a three-month period that all three of those events would uptick simultaneously across the entire nation. Because of time, we're going to go to smoking gun number two. It's what he calls the mix shift. On March 14, the authors of the book discovered a mix shift from old to young that occurred from 2020 to 2021. More millennials died in excess than any other age group in 2021. The number of excess millennial deaths was 42,000 in 2020, but in 21, it jumped a whopping 45% to 61%. Thousand. it had already been determined that the virus affected mostly older people with comorbidities so how come the young millennials were suddenly dying why the mix shift from the older folks with comorbidities to young people who were healthy Why did 61,000 more millennials die in 21 than the average baseline in the previous five years? What happened in 2021 at the same time that this millennial excess deaths spiked? Well, you know what it was. It was the forced jabs and the mandates. That's what happened. Now, let me ask you a question. Did the virus suddenly decide to only target young people disproportionately in 2021? Of course not. Did the virus change from a respiratory to a pulmonary virus in year two? No, it did not. The only thing that changed in 21 was the introduction of the vaccine and the mandates. And so many young people felt compelled to take the vaccine in order to keep their jobs Simple deductive reasoning tells us that the only obvious culprit was the vaccine. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, what's the third smoking gun? It's what he calls the SOA confirmation. The Society of Actuaries Research Institute published their group life COVID-19 mortality survey report. This report represents approximately 80% of the group life US revenues. And what it showed was that a 84% excess mortality into the fall of 2021. Now, people have been receiving this. Doctors were seeing it, the the insurance companies were seeing it. People that, that were in the industry were seeing it, and their analysis verified what the group life claims into the third quarter were seeing. And if you remember in a previous podcast, I told you that the CEO of the Indiana life insurance called in all of his agents in December of 21. And he told them that they had seen a massive increase in deaths in the 18 to 64 age group a 40% increase in deaths, unexplained deaths. And he told them that in it was a 200-year phenomenon that they had not seen in 200 years. And that sometimes if there was a tornado or a flood or, or a hurricane, that they would sometimes see a 10% increase. But they'd never in 200 years seen a 40% increase increase and he told them that it was industry-wide not just in their insurance company and that the only factor that they could lay the blame to was the covid vaccine it's clear that a causative event occurred in quarter three of 2021 and the authors of the book say that they are 100% of the belief that it was the vaccine mandates ordered by the Biden administration, and this is what they call a democide, D-E-M-O-C-I-D-E, democide, or death by government action. Those are the three smoking guns. It's in a book by Ed Dowd entitled Unexplained Deaths. And I'm challenging you to get that book and read it and study the information. The title is Cause Unknown The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 22. And I'm confident you didn't hear anything about that in the mainstream media. I'm confident you also did not hear anything about the real Anthony Fauci, the movie. It's on rumble.com. I encourage you to get that movie on Rumble and watch it. It's a two-hour movie. It will blow your mind. Now, let me ask you a question before I leave you tonight. How do you deal with your family and friends who don't know this information? Let me just make a couple of suggestions very quickly. How do you help a blind man who's in the street? How do you help him keep from being run over by automobiles? Do you get angry with him? no of course not you very kindly and gently grab him by the elbow and you lead him to the sidewalk he's blind he can't help himself so many of your family and friends don't know the things that i've shared with you and many of you already know some of these things you're you're in the know but listen don't be arrogant or proud or mean-spirited because you see, you're not smarter or more intellectual than your family and friends who are blind to these things. It's only by the grace and goodness of God that you see and understand that the blinders have been taken away from your eyes. Thank God every day that He allows you to see and understand. Be kind and gentle to your family and friends who are spiritually blind, who are in the darkness. Pray for them every day. Be kind to them. Share the truth with them kindly and gently. And pray that God will take the blinders from their eyes. Do not make them your enemy. Be friendly with them. Be kind to them like the blind man in the street. Take them by the elbow. Be kind to them. Lead them to the sidewalk. Lead them to the truth. And be patient because it's only over time that God will open their eyes so that they can see the truth. It's your responsibility to lead them to the truth. Provide them with accurate information, but do so in a way that is inoffensive, that is kind and gentle. Education is our only strategy. And truth is our only weapon. You're listening to More Than Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.